Hello everyone and welcome to Balls and Whistles, a sports podcast from Highland News and Media. I'm your sports editor, Will Clark, and once again I'm all on my own because my sidekick Hendo is still topping up the tan at Granny's Healing Hame. On today's show, we speak to Inverness Caledonian Fissile midfielder Aaron Doran, who is about to mark 10 years at the Caledonian Stadium. We also speak to Ross County manager Malky Mackay about his transfer hopes before the window shuts in August. We've got reaction from Clackney-Cuddon manager Jordan McDonald and Nairn County manager Ronnie Sharp about their start to the Highland League campaign as well as the North of Scotland Cup. We also have a chat with Evan Green from Inverness Craig Denane who has become a young rugby ambassador for the area. And also we speak to Alistair Risk, who is going to be taking part in his 50th Brora five-day open next week. Yes, that's right, 50th. 50 consecutive tournaments. Let's kick things off with Inverness Caledonian Fissile. And our reporter Alistair Fraser catching up with midfielder Aaron Doran as they look to the new season ahead. They kick things off by saying how Aaron has been impressed with head coach Billy Dodds since he was appointed permanently. I 
Yeah, I, I was going to ask you, you know, just checking back through your, your records, I realised that it's now 10 years, you know, that you've, uh, since you signed the permanent deal, you know, that you obviously came in and loan, I think, for six months and then you, you signed your permanent deal. It's it's incredible to think, <laughs> you know, that, that 10 years has passed. Uh, I don't know how you feel about it. Um, I just wonder, is there a testimonial on the cards, Aaron, or anything planned? Really 
on the fact that you know you've been been at the club now ten years. Um, did you ever imagine that that time when Terry Butcher took you up on loan? You know that it'd become such not just the club but the city as well would become, and the Highlands would become such a part of your life. Fraser then crossed the Keswick Bridge to speak to Ross County manager Malky Mackay to find out how they're preparing for the new season, starting against St Johnston tomorrow, and the chance of bringing in new players before the end of the transfer window. Around the whole country, and you look at England as well, and uh, you know, the combination of COVID, Brexit, and um, the way the world is right now, um, it, it's, not, it's not a hugely fired up transfer market anywhere. Um, we got, we got, we've obviously we're always going to have a monumental task here in terms of 15 players leaving the club and actually the, the amount of players we have to get back in. I've seen outside. Um, I don't want to be having those four youngsters on my bench. I want them out playing football so that they're actually learning the game and they eventually come back to us and become Ross County first team players. So we've, got, we've still got lots of work to do between now and the, the, the last day of August in terms of managing to fill the squad. Um, and as I say, it'll not be until a couple of transfer windows time when I actually um, start to feel that um, we're looking like a squad that I'm comfortable with. But it'll take time for that to happen, but um, in the meantime the staff are working hard to make sure that we can actually, uh, as I say, we'll, we'll be getting um, David Kinkola, the, the Austrian lad, will be, he will be uh, ready to start with us on Monday um, uh, from his isolation. Um, and. Uh, you know, I'm hoping that there's, there's possibly another two next week joining them uh, early part of the week. So uh, we'll just keep moving that forward. As I say, we'll, we'll, we'll be hopefully more beyond that. But um, ideally, everybody would love to get their players in for the first day of pre-season. It's, it's, it's really it's a hard that football club. It, it works all the way right through to the 30th of August, where clubs are shuffling their pack and eventually decide at a level to let someone go. And allow us to, or allow clubs to actually think, okay, well, he'll, he'll suit us. So, okay, can I ask you about that? Why Arsenal being linked? Clark, I thought, what's with him? Is there anything you can say on that, even off the record? That's someone that we've spoken to, um, and uh, we'll see where that, that we get to that too. Um, but we have, we have spoken to Arsenal concerning Harry, um, so that's ongoing at the moment. I mean, obviously you've got a lot of contacts and things, so I mean, is that helping you open doors and get to us? It always helps when you it always helps when you know someone at a club um, to, to make that initial contact or even to say to the club, to, to the person at the club, who should I speak to? Who is it that I need to talk to the club? Um, or uh, I think one of the other things is myself and, you know, um, 
in the Baron who's come in as our head of data analysis, who's, who's got a big experience in England. Um, Stuart Taylor's got good experience in England, and Don's got good experience in England. There's more so the fact of when you um, when you phone what you would call a trusted source, and you phone someone that knows someone. So you phone a player, or you, you phone a player that, that plays in the same dressing room as, or you phone a coach that played that, that coached with. So if you're talking about a player and you want a character reference more than anything else. And you know, you phone up and you say, "What's he like?" And you'll get that person's opinion of someone that's a friend of yours and someone that you can trust. That you, and they will say to you, "Combination of terrific lad," or "Not so sure." And that helps. It really does. It helps because what I want to do is make sure the culture of the place is correct. And I want to bring in, without a doubt, before anything, I want to bring in the correct characters because I think when you get enough of that group together, eventually that's what starts to really, really make a football club. When you get you get the correct character and you correct the culture actually you can see it growing in front of your face when you actually get the correct type of people in your football club. And it'll work the other way as well though, because I mean obviously if you know that you're good in developing players, they've all said that the other than other clubs, you know, relationships and that, you know? Very much so and it's something I spoke um I spoke to all of the Premier League chairman up um, when I when I sat in that uh, meeting for his his technical director um the Scottish FA when it was all about uh, you know, if when they, when they talked about loans and Colts and, and uh, reserve football, which is a you know a huge topic, let's not get into that. But, but the, when they, they touched on uh, relationships with loans, and you're going to loan a player to a club, invariably, and, and, and it's a player that you want to develop, invariably, you want to send them somewhere where you think there's a good ambiance, atmosphere. There's good facilities. They play okay. They play in a certain manner. You don't mind the reputation of the coach, and that's what I. One of the things I said to clubs, I said, you've got to make you know certainly the 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 clubs that were looking for players from some of the Premier League clubs, um, where I'm saying you've got to make yourself attractive. You've got to make yourself uh, be someone that uh, that club will choose over someone else, and you've got to have your unique selling point as to why they choose you and why they don't choose that club 20 miles up the road. So that's one of the things that we've spoken about here in terms of myself and the two coaches um, making sure that we do a Zoom with the club um, so that you're actually seen as uh, and they have to ask and answer questions. Do a Zoom with the player and the agent, making sure that we send, as I say, the welcome document, making sure that if the player comes on loan, they will receive, the club will receive a monthly document where it will be it'll, the, the kind of day-to-day -day data will be there as to what they do, how they train, what they're eating, where they're staying, making sure that the club think that the player they've sent on loan has been well looked after, and then obviously on the pitch are they are they you know are they going to improve in terms of uh, what what two or three things if we send you them, for example Southampton we've had that conversation concerning here's the two or three things we like and we work on in the year as well as obviously playing for you, to make him improve. So when he goes back to Southampton, he goes back a better player, physically and, and technically a better player. So it's going to help us, it's going to help Southampton, so we will work on those little things. And I think that's where it starts to, to you really have to start then having relationships with clubs. And, and we want to make sure that, you know, if there's certain clubs in England that we can have relationships with, that, um, that, that there's a back forward, then, then why would you not do that? You know, you're not competing against each other, and 
you're talking about certainly doing their best practice in a lot of occasions. Um, but what you're talking about here is the ability for players to come and grow and and become better players. So it's really important to make sure that you're an attractive prospect um, in all aspects of actually both the player and the football club that, that when they come come to Ross County and it's it's a holistic approach we take them. The Highland League started last Saturday and it wasn't a good start for Clark McCudden as they got thumped 5-0 by Inveruri Locos. Manager Jordan McDonald was determined to take some positives out of the game as they prepare for their first home game against Huntley at Grand Street Park tomorrow. Yeah. I'd imagine 
imagine it was one of those games that you know if you if you take sections of the games, it's it's they're even, you know, it's competitive. It's it's always, and then, but then you you just get that little edge, don't you, in certain games where the the, the quality shows the, the experience that you talked about. So. County did get off to a good start in the Highland League with an excellent 2 0 win at Keith. However, they were brought crashing back down to earth with a shock 4 2 defeat to Lossiemouth at home in the North of Scotland Cup first round. Manager Ronnie Sharp was not happy with the performance at Station Park on Wednesday night and going out of the tournament and says he's going to have a good long think about changes in time for tomorrow's game against Devon Vale. Um, out worked, um, out played, um, simple as that. Um, thought they they were the better team than us. Um, but right from the off, you know, I mean, we were slack and slow straight away. Um, we had chances, but no, they deserved to win. But from our point of view, it's just a real poor performance. Probably did really well. We worked really hard on. Um, Saturday and then to be in a performance like that was just not acceptable, um, especially your first home game, you know what I mean, so now we just we were just poor right from the first minute to the last minute, um, we lacked quality, but we just lacked energy, um, so I don't know what we do about that, you know what I mean, we got another tough one on Saturday now, but I didn't expect that performance, so um, yeah, we'll have to wait and see. That's a, well, both second, uh, yeah, both second yellow. So Connor knows better. Um, Max, I don't know if it was unlucky or what well, he needs to stay on his feet a bit, but it looked like a good enough challenge. But um, we know certain challenges you can't make in games, mm-hmm. but we just got to accept it. Um, um, so hope, uh, so they should be fine for the next game, so because the cup games, you know what I mean. So yeah. we suspended for the next round of cup, probably. So, um, but uh, no, we're just kind of back to square one, probably a bit. You know what I mean? Just looking, we we'll look forward to Saturday now. Probably make quite a few changes. Yeah. 
because we didn't get the energy we were looking for. It's up to the boys that we take in as well, we know. Um, boys sat on the bench, you know what I mean? Um, Pre-season's been difficult, but it's difficult for everyone, you know what I mean? So, there's no excuses there. But uh, hopefully if we bring in some players, then hopefully they can perform better. Yeah. I thought we'd give three goals. Um, first one, third one, and probably the fourth one, you know what I mean? They were very poor mistakes by us. But, as I said, I thought Lossie were the better team, you know? They look good, you know what I mean? They look confident. Away from football, an Inverness rugby player is among only 10 young people in Scotland to be selected for a new grassroots development programme. 21-year-old Erin Green, who is vice-captain for the women's team at Inverness Craig Denain, won this year's Royal Bank Rugby Force Young Ambassador Award. It is a new scheme aiming to boost their participation of young people into rugby club boardrooms. Our very own rugby star and Inverness Courier reporter Federica Stefani caught up with her teammate to speak about what the award will involve and how it will benefit rugby in Inverness. So Erin, one in ten nominated as young ambassadors for uh, Royal Bank of Scotland Rugby Force. Yeah. Uh, so how do you feel about that? How did you feel when, when you got the news? I was absolutely overwhelmed the fact that Craig Denain is going to get represented this year in 1 in 10 clubs and myself as 1 in 10 is absolutely phenomenal. Um, farthest north as I can gather. It's clubs like Dundee, um, ones in Glasgow, Edinburgh, the whole lot is just absolutely amazing. Um, Craig Denain just finally getting on the map a little bit I suppose. Oh, that's great. And uh, well, you had to fill in an application with some sort of project as well mm -hmm. and ambitions that you have for the mm -hmm. club. So can you tell us a bit more about what you put in your application? I was still yet to decide what the actual pinpoint um, is actually going to be, but working with Jess with that and we're going to completely, we're going to work, I'm going to be Jess's sidekick, understand how the club works, understand the fundraising side of it, especially after Covid we've impacted fundraising. We usually have two or three events through the year, things like baking stalls at games. That's fairly not happened this year, has it? Um, fundraising, social media, since our Instagram's just taken off, um, Facebook as well, just and being able to go to seminars and be learn how to do this and bring it back to the club as a whole. And yeah, as you said, uh, like Credonade is also the only competitive um, competitive club for women. Um, in well, in the Inverness area at least. Um, so I'm wondering what what does that mean for a potential women female rugby player in Inverness? It's allowing there to be a path through it as well with the community. So it's allowing, like, say, the, um, the 17, 18 year olds that are in high school and in college having a pathway into the women's rugby. Automatically, will hopefully bring in more players, more to the club. So it's also more women players in Inverness, so hopefully get a few friendlies in, aren't we, and a few get into our games in the season. Great. What does it mean to you as a, in your career as rugby? Because you've already, like, you're 21, and you already have such a <laughs> n amount of experience and awards that is um, mental. So, I mean, um, so what, where, where does it, um, how does that impact your future career? 
I suppose working with SRU as well, like if I've got my level one, two coach and I've done my HNC, HND coach and developing school of sport, that's what I've done the last two years. But I suppose this is something that's so little, it's like one in 10, that's just absolutely phenomenal. The fact that I'll get the seminars, I'll get face to face with other clubs in Scotland and see where they are, especially being so rural. We say rural because we are a bit more rural compared to other clubs down south. Just being able to meet up with other people as myself and just have that conversations of how they do stuff and how we do stuff and is there something we can take from them and something they can take from us so just being able to gain that experience I suppose for the next year is going to be mm -hmm. very very outstanding to be fair for myself mm -hmm. just... uh, no that's fantastic and I'm thinking you are from Thurso regionally and mm -hmm. you've been playing also with different other clubs so in terms of um, like the differences between the clubs and what working as a base with Craig Dunane can mm -hmm. give you, what what do you think about this? Craig Dunane from day one, I've been with Craig Dunane for coming up to four years now and just the base for Craig Dunane when I started was so much more, we've gained nearly a whole new team since I started, the atmosphere is amazing, they were just so welcoming from the beginning and being able to up that with more players and hopefully more coaches, getting the coaches more experience, hopefully better for the women and it's just absolutely phenomenal the fact that we can make it a better and bigger whole club because we're one club and very welcoming at the end of the day. So compared to other clubs, I've been with the Storfin, coaching for Melrose Borders, I played for Caithness, I played for a bit all over Scotland really and Craig Domain's always been that to. From north to south, we're creating it. North to south, creating it. That's so. awesome. And um, yeah, so well, best of luck with that. And thank you, thank you very much. Thank you, And finally, next week is the Brora Golf Club Five Day Open, and one man will be taking part in the tournament for the fiftieth consecutive time. Alistair risks lifelong love affair with the tournament and the golf course itself will continue when he competes in the competition that starts on Monday. Having taken part in the first tournament 50 years ago, the 76-year-old has not missed a competition since. I caught up with Alistair earlier this week to speak about why he loves this tournament so much. I mean, I came here as a nine-year-old on holiday with my parents. Okay. And that was a long time ago, 1954. And uh, I've been back to the village every year and always enjoyed the golf and everything about the place. Uh, and then when I got married, I kept coming. So I've been every year since that year. Uh, and we very early in our married life decided this is where we wanted to retire to. Uh, and we just adjusted our life and our holidays round the golfing tournaments that were popular in the various decades. And the Klein Leash came along, or the Ainses as it was originally. And in actual fact, my family originally were the people that set up the Klein Leash distillery. Uh, not my direct family, but members of my father's cousins, sort of thing. Okay. Um, so that was another connection, and uh, when they announced that the Ains of Salva was going to happen, and it was originally a four-day golf tournament, we changed our holidays, moved them earlier into August so that we could 
keep going the longest. And uh, <coughs> I, I've got a photograph somewhere of Peter Thompson giving me a ball of Clyde Leash as a reward for making 40 consecutives. And the nearest that got to me was a guy called San, Sandy Sutherland, who made it to 37. But that was nobody got beyond that. And I just kept going as a matter of pride uh, and sometimes humiliation as far as the quality of golf's concerned um, for the 50 years. Uh, and I retired up here, uh, what is it, 16 years ago uh, to live here full time and play golf. And I was on the committee, as it says in the article. Mm-hmm. And I became the longest ever serving president, but I stepped down three years ago from that just to enjoy Brora and enjoy my golf as best I can as I get older and less less able. <laughs> um, you, you said you came on holiday. Where are you originally from, Alston? Dumfries. Well, that's all hits the other end of the country. <laughs> Ab- absolutely. Uh, my grandfather on my mother's side. Uh, had been coming up here fishing between the wars, uh, but they stayed in Laird. And what used to happen, eventually my father joined them and so on, and what happened was that one day out of their week to ten days of fishing, they would always play golf. And sometimes at Brora, sometimes golf made Donner, and so on. And uh, on a beautiful day, rather like today, my father was having lunch, in what's in the Links Hotel, which is now closed in Golfby, mm. uh, after golf, and he thought that was a perfect place to come bring the family for holidays, and he'd, he dragged us up here in the August of 1954, and we've been, as I say, coming every year since. And your best performance uh, during the 50s? I, I won the first class, um, the Robert Thistle, which is the first class, in 1975, I think it was. Is that the handicap section? That's sorry. the first class handicap. Mm-hmm. I've been beaten in the semi-finals about four or five times in the scratch. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was, I was always one of these people that had the misfortune to be, you know, off about four, five, six. Uh, and that usually meant that you were the last qualifier in the scratch or the first qualifier in the first class. You know, you, you're always at the cusp of one or the other, mm-hmm. uh, which meant you were usually cannon fodder for Jim Miller, who was the, the greatest golfer up here. He beat me on the 18th green one time in a semi-final. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you took him all the way. Yeah. You took him all the way, at least. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I, 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 to do it, he actually pitched in from about 20 yards off the green. <laughs> But uh, could it be a golden um, week ne- next week? Uh, do, do you fancy um, being in contention for the title? My, my hair used to be golden coloured. It's now grey and that's likely to be the colour. But I, I have high hopes. I mean, I'm playing in it. My son's playing in it. And my grandson's playing in it. So um, hopefully one of us will uh, manage to... Uh, come away with some some sort of prize. We better give your son and grandson a name check as well. Yeah, well, he's, he's Alistair Buchanan Risk. Yeah. I'm Alistair Brian Risk. And the grandson is Ethan Risk. Uh, I spent my life, as you gather from fo- the photographs, etc., I spent my life running hotels beside open championship golf courses. That was my career, mostly. Uh, so that's why I always was very fortunate. I've played with 
my generation was the first first Open champion I played for, with was Max Faulkner, who won it in 1954. But I played with Tom Watson. I played with Faldo. Um, I played with uh, Jack Nicklaus and so on. Mm. Of course, Barora Golf Club is a particular favourite of Tom. Well, now, yes, I invited Tom up because Tom Tom stayed with me, you know, half a dozen times over the years mm. down in North Berry when he was playing at Muirfield and round there. Uh, as did Jack and, and so on. But I ran, I ran the cell at North Berwick and I ran Rusax and St Andrews amongst many others. Excellent. And uh, uh, usually we had um, the top golfers and the top show busy people staying in them and for competitions. Mm. And what's your position on the committee now, Alistair? Oh, I, I, I'm off committee now. I retired. Oh. I, having spent uh, 12 years, 12 consecutive years on the committee, mm. um, it was time to hand over to the younger ones and and so on. But uh, I'm sure they approach you for guidance. Or... Uh, well, well, sometimes, okay. or they avoid me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean the difference is is quite remarkable. I mean, when I moved up here, uh, you know, I better be careful. Let's let's say that visitor income now is. Um, I'll, I'll do it in percentage terms so that it is uh, almost 500% of what it was uh, when I moved up here 15 years ago. Yeah, that's a good thing, I guess, yeah. Yes, well, it means that the locals get... It means that they can employ more staff, mm -hmm. therefore the course is in better condition, therefore the, the members still pay a very reasonable membership and get to play a course that is not just a wonderful village golf course but is now a course that's internationally recognised and kept in the standard that international golfers would expect to play. It is, it's very highly recognised now. Aye, um, it, no, it's, you know. it's, it's become one of the hidden gems that's not so hidden anymore. No, it's come out, this, if you'll forgive me, it's come out of the shadow of Royal Dornick. Everyone says Royal Absolutely. Dornick is one of the, um, um, well, it's, some rec recognise it as the best golf course in Scotland, but uh, well, Brora and Golsby definitely yeah, are coming I out think the Brora... I'm a great, I, I was brought up on James Braid golf courses down in the southwest of Scotland, but Brora is the epitome of James Braid. It's a proper length golf course. Nothing's been changed. One or two of the holes have been lengthened, but the, we have never deviated from the James Braid ethos and design mm -hmm. of the course. Um, one of the things... I mean, you obviously are a golfer, yeah? Um, not for a while, actually. Um, You're not? I, well, not for a I while. Mean, what this, because my business was in looking after golfers, wherever I was, I knew all the travel agents and the people that brought them over from America and so on. Mm. And when I moved here, I said to them, I see you bringing people up to Dornoff, but they never, hardly ever, come and play Brora. Why is that? And the answer was, was two things. One, they said, you're far too cheap, so they don't think you're good enough. And the second thing they said was, you won't get the Americans and the international golfers to play a course 
that's not at least a par 70 and we were a par 69 hmm. so we lengthened one hole and made it a 70 and we doubled the visitor fee and we quadrupled the number of visitors in a year and that number has gone up by 100% since then you know well, it just shows you how important golf is to the Highland that, that, that and getting Tom Watson and Peter Thompson and the like to to say, you know, we think Brora is a great golf course. I mean, silly, strange things happen in America. Um, one of the the boys that was <laughs> my brain's just gone. The boy from Inverness who plays on the American tour at the moment. Hey, from Inverness, uh, Russell Knox. Russell Knox and Russell when he first broke into America he was interviewed after playing and he'd I can't remember what had happened on the course but there had been an incident on the course and he'd hit a great shot in and it it had hit something and it had become even better sort of thing you know Mm -hmm. and he's he was being interviewed and he said, oh, that's nothing. I, I played an inter-district match at Brora when I was a teenager and I hit a cow on the 17th and the ball shot off the cow and finished two feet from the hole. <laughs> and everybody started laughing. But Nick Falder, who'd been up here unannounced and not told anybody he'd been here, interrupted the interview and said, I played Brora. Don't make fun of it. It's a great golf course. And suddenly people in America said, What's that? It's just a wee thing like that. Right. can just turn and suddenly people are talking about it. Sparks of fire. Oh, yeah. Word of mouth is the most wonderful thing and good, good PR. Uh, well, let's talk about some more in the future so even more people can come. Um, yeah. I really appreciate your time this afternoon, Alistair. Thanks it's very my much. pleasure. And uh, I wish you the best of luck next week. Thank you very much. It would be nice to qualify. If I could qualify, I think God was in heaven. <laughs> and that's it from Balls and Whistles this week. Hendo will be back next week, whether you consider that good news or not. But uh, we'll see you then. Thanks for listening. Have a great weekend.